keep them in your home or love to see them in theirs. These are the creatures that bring us all together. Reptiles. Reptiles. We're going to be delving into the experiences of reptile lovers from around the block and around the world. This is the Reptile Talk Podcast. What's up, everybody? This is Jeremy Turgeon from Brassman Reptiles. And I'm Rob, and I'm creeping it real. Hey, and if you're watching on YouTube, you're getting a double dose of Reptile Talk this, this week, week yeah, which is pretty hey. epic. Uh, so last uh, last episode, yesterday, we talked with Mike Rybalski. Oh, that was awesome. Rainforest Reptile Shows. Super pumped. Yeah, that was absolutely awesome. Um, tonight. We have a super special I'm, guest. I I'm want, very excited. I want Jeremy to introduce him. Yes. I'm, like, I'm, I'm super pumped. I'm super excited because I'm a carpet guy. This person is a carpet guy. Rob's mad that they don't like scrub pythons. Wow. But, you know, <laughs> <laughs> but we're talking with Steven from SBK Reptiles. So let's bring him on real quick. Dude. Boom. What's, what's up? up, dude? What's up, guys? How's it going? Pretty dude. good, man. How about you? Can't complain. I can't complain. Oh, Got yeah. eggs. Uh, being laid daily now. Hell yeah. I dig that. I dig that. That's awesome, dude. <laughs> Internet lag. Yeah, there's a little bit of lag. That's all right. Um, okay, so <clears throat> for the people who might not know who you are or how you got your start in reptiles, can you give us like a, a just a, a quick synopsis of what got you into reptiles? Yeah. So um, my uncle was actually into reptiles. And uh, when I was a kid, when I was about four years old, I'd saved up some birthday money. And my mom took me to Petco, laid all the change out, you know, birthday money, change, <laughs> chore money, everything on the counter. Uh, the first time I ever felt like a baller was at four years old. <laughs> and I bought a, a leopard gecko. Yes. Nice. Uh, and so then after that, I was just kind of hooked. I mean, uh, prior to that, I mean, you know, my mom would take me and my older brothers hiking. Um, we'd catch some lizards, put them in a shoebox, and then at the end of the hiker trail, we'd dump them all out and see them running. And it just always fascinated me. Um, and so she was, she always uh, encouraged it. You know, she'd take us to reptile stores, uh, different things like that. And so then after getting, you know, my first leopard gecko, it just grew. You know, kind of like, uh, like the rest of us, you you can't just have one. You say <laughs> just one more. Of and course, before you know it, you, you got a room full of them. <laughs> legit, legit. I dig it. I dig it. Yeah, I, I feel that yeah, very, so... very much. So rep, leopard gecko and then insanity after the leopard gecko. <laughs> yeah, pretty much that quick. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so do you keep I any went lizards zero to right 100 now? real fast? <laughs> do you keep any lizards right now or is it all snakes? All snakes right now. Um, one day I want to get back into lizards. Uh, hopefully that'll be when uh, I'm a homeowner because right now I'm still renting. Uh, it's just kind of tough with my work schedule, the space I'm allotted, um, mm. and things of that nature to do lizards and truly care for them the way they should be cared for, whereas Legit, snakes yeah. is way easier. Yeah, yeah, for sure. What kind of lizard are you going to get is the real question. Um, I'll probably end up doing African fat tails, crested geckos, leopard geckos. I want to do, uh, Naltanus. Um, I want to do that. Uh, I always butcher the name, but I think it's like, uh, 
Strophus or something like that. That Strophus, Australian gecko yeah, that looks like it has. Oh this. yeah, 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 yeah. Nice. Um, those guys, and then hopefully somehow, some way, laws will change, and then I could have Fiji Island iguanas. Yeah, hell yeah! We can only <laughs> hope. We can only hope. Right. <laughs> I told Ty or, Park, I'll or I just won't some. post pictures. Legit. Yeah, yeah. Legit. Yeah. <laughs> no one needs to know. No, no one needs to know. Right. Yeah, no I feel like a, a part of it, though, in keeping it isn't just keeping it for you. It's like keeping and sharing with the community, though. So it'd be really yeah. tough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Oh, for sure. For sure. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. So the the most important thing here, I might be biased, but the most important thing here is carpet pythons. I mean, that's the whole reason. Sure. That's the whole reason anybody ever keeps snakes it's for carpet pythons. Wow, everybody? No, yeah, okay. everybody. That's okay. the whole reason anybody ever keeps snakes. It's just for carpet pythons. I mean, when you see a black and yellow jungle, like even if you don't like snakes or or you know carpets in general, you go, okay, that's a cool looking snake. That's true. <laughs> that's true. So, uh, so you've got a lot of carpets. <laughs> I got a couple. <laughs> oh man so is there of the i'll say of the four major subspecies coastals bread lie ijs and jungles is there one that is like absolute favorite like couldn't live without would probably have to be the ijs couldn't live without which it used to be initially bread lie <laughs> okay. All right. I can I can deal with that. I can deal with that for sure. IJs, man. <laughs> IJs. I'm just saying. Yeah. But IJs and you've for got sure. some amazing IJ stuff. Like mm-hmm. absolutely amazing. Rob and I were geeking out about the the striped Stripe IJ one. stuff. Uh, yes. Cause, oh oh yeah. boy. <laughs> I might need some. I'm of that. definitely. <laughs> I'm definitely excited for the striped IJ stuff that I have uh, planned out for years to come. Yeah, Hell yeah, yeah buddy. And I, th- I think that's one of the things when it when it comes to Morelia, like you have to be in it for the long game, you know. Because I mean, of course, yeah. there's morphs and stuff, but I think some <laughs> of the coolest stuff we can do with carpets is is the polygenic stuff. Selectively breeding. So you've yeah. got to be thinking, you know, two, three, four, five generations ahead, you know, on what you're really trying to work towards. Um, and man, striped yeah. IJs, I'm okay with. That. Oh yeah. Oh hell yeah. <laughs> I think something else that people forget is <clears throat> before the morph craze with uh, the ball pythons is mm. they were imported by the thousands, thousands. And that's yeah. kind of how the morph craze came to be was people, you know, the common morphs, albino pied, stuff like that. The, some of the original pastel, um, mm. the original ones became popular were reproducible and then people would look through piles of imports and say hey that one looks a little bit different and funky let's breed it and see what happens yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah exactly yeah there's so there and there was no well we have a thousand other possible things we can do it was like we have four options let's see what we can make with this <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh man no it's so it's so, so true man it's so true um yeah, it, I, it really I definitely have that mindset with the IJs minus the morph craze. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because a lot of people go straight for like the granites or the azanthics with the IJs, and I think that some of the best looking IJs that I've ever seen 
have not been morphs. They're just like straight up selectively bred. Like people chose, okay, I like the orange flames on this one right here, but I want wider bands on it. And they just breed for that to make this like, boom, like the old Spitfire line stuff. That's just like, boom. it just, it just blows your mind when you see a picture of it, you know? Hell yeah. Absolutely. Oh yeah. Or poster child. Mm. Oh yeah. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yeah. absolutely. The one thing that's really cool with IJ stuff too is is we can still get those imported, so we can yes. still get new blood of of the right. IJs coming in periodically. And uh, I think that's when it comes to carpets like that. That really is a a precious novelty about mm-hmm. the IJs because we can't do that with any of the others. Yeah. Um. N- well, n- none that anyone talks about, at least. <laughs> <laughs> true. Yeah. True. We're trying to keep media. this above above ground. Above board, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. We all know that Eric Burke has embricata. Okay. Yeah. We all know. <laughs> he's going to send us out. He's going to send in hate mail after his house gets raided or something ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, like you assholes. <laughs> oh my oh, gosh. Man. So. uh I'm I'm a stripe person when yes. it comes to so many reptiles, but uh, I'm gonna I want to talk about uh, the stripe jungles that I gotten from you a while back that are doing uh-huh. absolutely wonderfully that look amazing. I'm in love with those snakes. I'm just saying it's true. Every time he comes <laughs> over and he sees those, he's like, oh, "Look at that like, thing! <laughs> it's really cool." And, and and I love I love those animals. That experience for me was also one of the most intense experiences of. Uh, man, I wish I didn't necessarily do that trade because anytime I see you post a picture of that zebra that I sent you, I'm like, fuck, wow. that one was really yeah. nice. <laughs> yeah. And then I just have to stare at those striped girls a little longer and be like, no, it was the right choice. It was the right choice. <laughs> oh, man, that's funny. Yeah, it's it's a two-way street with that, though. I look at that thing and I'm like, that's hot. But then I look at yours and I'm like, fuck. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man it's can't it's we just cute. keep them all uh dude i mean the answer is yes but uh but we'd all go broke then very it, quickly yeah, people get all, all upset <laughs> yeah. with you they're like you didn't let go i need the good stuff and you're like i need the good stuff to make more good stuff <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> exactly i've i've mentioned it a couple of times but my actual personal mindset is to share a lot of the good stuff for two reasons one is if I only sold junk, then that would get posted eventually. And people would say, oh, that's what SBK Reptiles produces. Nah, mm-hmm. I don't want to buy from him. And so then that would end. And yeah, then two, yeah. let's say something catastrophic happens. A virus goes through my collection, catches on fire. Uh, everything freezes because power goes out. You know, And then I lose everything versus spreading the love, as I like to call it, sharing. Um, and then saying, hey. I didn't want to sell this to you, but I did. Please let me know when you breed them and I will buy babies back from you. Yes. Yeah. A hundred percent. I can dig that a hundred percent. So when it comes to, cause you've got, you've also got a fair bit of jungle stuff too. So when it comes to these projects, like the, uh, the IJs and the jungle stuff, like what, what are some of the immediate things that you're trying to work towards with those projects? Um, like obviously the striped IJs are, are one thing, you know, and um, you've got some 
banger jungles you know with the crazy contrast so like what are some of those things that you really like look towards when you're working out projects um i'm still kind of like a all colors of the rainbow type of person like i i, I have all flavors i need to have it all still yeah um <laughs> so like i'm still working with like some uh animals that have a lot of tipping mm-hmm. um actually right now i don't have any really striped jungles that project's mm-hmm. kind of like on the back burner right now mm-hmm. um pure stuff so like the lazic stuff that i got from uh price mm-hmm. um and then some of the zebra stuff i'm trying to make you know zebras or super ze- zebras excuse me known for you know looking like what a jungle looks like minus a black right mm-hmm. now most yeah. people picture a super zebra as a tan or brown snake Mm-hmm. yeah so we want to make that pop yes yeah. um but that's that's really it just kind of um a few different things for the jungles mm-hmm. i de- i definitely dig that and yeah i, I think there, there's only been a couple times i've ever seen a super zebra that's that's really like been like oh popping that's that's quite impressive mm-hmm. but the rest of them are yeah typically just a patternless tan snake and you're like ah I can live without that. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it's like, really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You look at a zebra and you're like, dude, the super for that has to be the most insane thing ever. And you're like, nah, here's like an, an earthworm. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and you're like, oh, that's, that's great. That's, that's awesome. Thanks. Thanks for that. <laughs> it, it definitely is a, a kick in the nuts. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> oh, Nelly yeah exactly exactly oh my gosh um i saw on so on your instagram the other day you posted um i want to pull it up right now and i'm gonna hopefully show the camera for those who are watching on youtube hopefully it comes out really well the uh azanthic granite oh yeah that comes out oh my gosh that thing what 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 are you doing with that <laughs> Crossing my fingers and hoping she doesn't die on me for something stupid because you know that's how it always goes. Of yeah, course, yeah. Uh, not getting my hopes up. That's why I haven't posted her that much. But since day one, she stood out and been just kind of a a unique one. Um, her sister is also an Azanthic granite. I mean, two in that clutch and mm. the night and day. I mean. Azantha granite really? is a is a sweet sweet combo, but that one that you just showed that I posted the other day um, is just phenomenal. It's, it's lights out. Yeah, dude, when that popped up on my feed, I was like, oh uh, my god, oh, oh my god, that's yeah. it, that's, <laughs> that's it right there. <laughs> Rob, no other the sound carpets, effects. Yeah, no other carpet needs to exist after this it's just... <laughs> i don't know i want to see a bright yellow super zebra that's all i'm saying i mean me too but <laughs> but damn i, I mean just, it's like that it's, is nice it's like it's nice. so silvery it's like got this blue this uh, yeah light it does blue look almost blue gray, i mean it's gray yeah it's crazy yep. it really is crazy so what, what direction uh, are you gonna take that in or are you hoping to take uh, it in i have no idea uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I really keep telling myself somehow, somewhere, because she's stunning. Um, mm. Like just before I breed her or just before eggs come, she's going to drop dead on me. 
No. Wow. I know. It's just what I juju. keep telling myself. I know. It's just <laughs> what I'm I'm thinking. And yeah. I don't hope for that, obviously. Mm. But um, I think <laughs> that if, you know, I get her to adult size, um, I'll either pay, pair her to another uh, Exanthic Granite mm. or I'll probably go the way of like a imported um, really nice really light IJ and Where? try and uh, get a different look or, or something. I don't know. I'll, Bring I'll, it to I'll a stripe. The baby's... Bring it to a stripe. <laughs> Make it striped. I want to see a stripe and then speckles down the sides. Come on. Just to... that's Rob. I Rob, can, your, I your Borneo lover showing. I know. I know. I know. <laughs> I, I just, I pictured that like with a white stripe down the back and then like the speckling all along the edges. Who knows if that would even translate, but man, would that be cool? Yeah. So you're thinking of white lines? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a cool. <laughs> Why'd I do that in the mic? What's going on? Right now? Oh, uh, no. Yeah. The first, the first one you'd have to name it eight ball. So oh, <laughs> game deal. Ah, uh, video evidence right here. We're doing it. That's terrible. This is recorded for all the rest of eternity. This is bad. Uh. Like the it's reptile so community bad. don't know what's up. <laughs> uh, Listen, okay, we've all been to Tinley or Daytona and seen some shit. I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's that's too rough. Why? You it's meet in the rough. mark. You meet in the middle of a parking lot in the middle of the night. You trade, trade goods snakes. for cash. Snakes for cash. <laughs> drugs for cash. It's all the same. You're always looking <laughs> over your shoulder. Uh, the police I had one time where I um, I was meeting up with some friends uh, who were coming. So they stayed at a friend's house and I stayed at a hotel. And so when I got out of the hotel, they were driving back up to New England with me. So I'm sitting in my car in the parking lot and I'm looking across the street and there's a police car just sitting there and just sitting there. And so I'm like, oh, man, as soon as my friend pulls up, the police officer is going to come over here and they're going to start harassing us. And so. We're sitting in the car. It's like a 20 minutes. And then my friend's car pulls up next to us. And so I get out of the car because I had to, I had some tarantulas. I had to give them some tarantulas and the police car immediately whips across the street, lights on and pulls up right behind us. What are you doing right now? And I'm like, I know that you're not going to believe me right now, but these are spiders. And he's like, what now you got what? And cause he sees the vials and he's like, <laughs> you're lying. And I'm like, okay, fine. So I like open it up and show him the spiders. And he's like, Oh, that's messed up. I wish that it was drugs. That's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I wish it was drunk. I was like, man, you can't make this shit up. It is insane. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. Uh. He was like, why do you have spiders in your car? And I was like, well, we came down here for a reptile expo. He's like, a what expo? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Why couldn't it be guns? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Guns or even, even like a triple X expo. Literally. <laughs> like a Legit. <laughs> he was he was very confused a little bit upset and then he was like okay you guys got to get out of here we're like okay we'll leave don't worry <laughs> that's uh... we'll leave just after uh we trade drugs for these spiders. <laughs> <laughs> i'm glad he didn't check every vial it's like... <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, that's too freaking good man absolutely yeah. so uh what projects are you excited for this season you got a, do you have a ton of stuff going this season you got a few things going this season this season's been late for me so i'm like 
Um, I've been late on a few things and mm. right on time for others because I looked at the dates like, oh, you're on track. Which yeah, is strange because I felt like I was late. Mm. Um, <laughs> I'm I'm actually really really excited. There's one other person besides you two that know it. I think because I don't it's think I posted on Instagram. Us. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I know that's okay, but you guys will hear it first. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and everyone else that's watching live, but um, yeah. <laughs> I paired a farm hatched striped male, proven breeder, yeah, to my axanthic IJ female. Yeah, oh, buddy. Yes. Uh huh. Hell yeah. So see, see, you're already setting up to have striped head axanthics, so that you can have <laughs> striped axanthics head granite. And then, boom, you've got the striped azanthic granite. He's yep. got it. <laughs> Hell yeah. That's so awesome. That's what I'm working on. Um, and in one part of my head, I tell myself, I could potentially be making double heads if that stripe is recessive. True. No way to know true. until that's I breed true. it, right? It yeah. is an import. Yeah. Um, not likely. You know, I just like to joke and wish. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But um, otherwise, yeah, uh, for sure, they're 100%. They will be 100% head axanthic, and um, I could just work the striped animals um, mm. and then line breed that literally. Badass. That's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, so, <clears throat> as far as the stripe goes on the imported animal, is it like just like a, a solid single stripe, or is it like a really notable, like wider stripe? It's like more like a genetic stripe uh, bread lie versus like a pinstripe. Okay. Um, cool. So That's it's cool. wider. Yeah. Yep. Um, I've posted pictures of them before. It's it's my male that I named Willie. <laughs> oh, okay. Mm. All right. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That male, if you guys have ever seen that. Yeah, I think I've um, seen a couple pictures of them. That's awesome. So that's probably the project I'm most excited for. I did oh, happen yeah. to... Uh, pair a jag double head azanthic granite to a double head azanthic granite, but I didn't see any locks, uh, so I backed her up by a azanthic uh, granite double head male. Um, okay. So we'll see if there's any jags in there. We'll know he did the job. If there's mm -hmm. not, um, we won't know for certain because technically, you know, he could have just missed on the jag gene, but yep. I don't think he did the job. Ah, yeah okay at least you had something to back it up with that yeah. was worthwhile though and you weren't like oh yeah. well i guess i gotta you know throw some junk in there and just pray for me <laughs> <laughs> wonder what will happen if i throw this ball python in there yes oh, no. yes hybridize everything no make the internet no. mad <laughs> no. No, no, no. just throwing a, a spare bowl and eye mail <laughs> oh no <laughs> no I'm just kidding <laughs> no one of the uh one of the guys who were uh comes up and volunteers a nerd who used to work at nerd he um he took uh, one of the zebra males and was breeding him to a zebra jag female and he's like man i have not seen a single lock on these snakes and he's like i don't know if he's gonna fuck, i don't know if he's gonna do it and then for christmas his family gave him security cameras for his room. And so he set them up on his reptile cages. Mm -hmm. So when he's gone, he can look at it. And he noticed after like scrubbing through the video that the male and the female would only lock when he wasn't home. So like when he would go out to school for the day, 
boom, they'd go right over, they'd lock up, they'd lock up for a couple hours, and then right around the time that he would be coming home, they would separate and they would go off to the other side. <laughs> it's ridiculous. And it was like consistently, he would see it a couple times throughout the week, where as, when he would leave, they would lock up, and when he would come home, they'd be separated. But like if he didn't have that on there, he would never know, like he would you would never, never see any locks yeah. on it. So you never Such know. complete complete bullshit don't they know how much stress they cause us when we don't see the lock <laughs> don't they know they're that like this so weirdo true. is watching us do it right now are you kidding me right now Dude, i like pando slay some marvin gay yeah, yeah hey, right right hey, hey whatever gets it done that's all i'm saying uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh, that's that's I'm, actually I'm, ridiculous. I'm this close to asking a bulldog breeder how they do it and what I need to do to do it for snakes. Yeah, the artificial insemination stuff. <laughs> yeah, I wonder if you could do that with snakes because snakes they just kind of like they've got like this passive way that they deliver sperm. So yeah. I don't know if you could do that. I don't know. Hmm. Things that one make day. you go. Hmm. One, one yeah, day, years yeah, from one now. One day. When they and, figure that out, that's gonna be that's gonna be a wrap on a lot of stuff. Yeah, if you think everybody's a ball python breeder now, yeah. Hold on. <laughs> oh goodness! Vials of sperm all over the place. Oh like, no! You said this was a super pastel clown pied sperm. This was a pastel <laughs> sperm. What are you doing to me? I paid so much. Like, oh my goodness! Uh, when you when you see when you see Morph Market initiate a sperm section, oh, yeah, yeah. that's when you know it's over. This everything uh, about what we do is is over. Like, sorry, you got to sell on Craigslist at that point. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I thought I thought it was bad when you see you know occasionally someone selling eggs online oh, for you to that, take home and hatch. Yeah, yeah. No, no, and no, then no, could no. you imagine selling sperm? Uh, I've... It's just sperm plugs. It's just constant <laughs> sperm plugs. Just... No. <laughs> They're all dried up. Just just add water. Uh, <laughs> I don't like this bath bomb. I'm just, I'm just saying, if anybody pays attention to Brian Barchick's vlogs and he's been talking about, oh, I got these snake sheds. What do you think if we did snakesheds.com? And then, oh, I got all these alligator teeth. What if I did reptileteeth.com? Oh, I've got all these sperm plugs. What if I did reptilespermplugs.com? <laughs> This this episode has gone off the rails. Yeah, what is gone, going on right now? I don't know what we're talking about anymore. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's all good. It wasn't me. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. At the very beginning of this, he was like, just don't say anything about the internet or what's happening in the industry right now because I don't know shit. And, and now we're talking we about are. sperm plugs. Here we are talking about Brian Barcheck is going to start reptilespermplugs.com. Uh, no. Ah, <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's so bad. that's terrible. I, I gotta ask with the um with the jungle stuff, like one of my favorite things to see right now is people who are kind of breeding out the um the what is it called? Oh not flecking the the tipping, tipping the yep. yellow tipping in the uh -huh. black on the on the jungles. And I am waiting for someone to breed towards the all black carpet python, like selectively breed for just the all black jungle. And I've seen some pretty real dark stuff come out of what you're doing over there, dude. I'm just saying, I really like that's it. That's the that's the route you want me to go. I mean, if you don't do it, I when I'm when I'm looking at expanding my reptile room and like expanding and and opening up a few more spots for things, I'm definitely trying to do that. But uh, you are at a much better place to do it before I do it. So. <laughs> 
I, I uh, just I'll just that... set up Rob Project. There we go. Yes. The all yeah. black carpet python. The, the creeping the creepin', real line. The creeping. Dude, you, when you get an all black jungle, if you don't call it the creeper. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Dude, that'd be mint. Hell yeah. That'd be so cool. What's, what's funny is there's a few snakes that I know specifically uh, Nate Jameson of, uh, what was it? Las Vegas, uh, Sin City Gecko mm-hmm. uh, had produced that were like high, high black very little yellow like you're you, you would almost think that you could count the rosettes on it because they were just kind of oh, like wow. a few yellow patches oh um, yeah i <laughs> want to say just <laughs> off the top of my head it was either his soul glow or um princess stuff um that produced mm. or maybe it was like a night night shadow or something there's a few snakes that he did um and some people have uh descendants from that and they look quite similar but they only have Ooh. like the one-off animal yeah, ah, son yeah. of a sea yeah. biscuit uh, that's well, upsetting there you go, rob i'm now you i have to go do, do a deep dive and look for these things <laughs> so that i can find one because oh my goodness that sounds amazing I'll have to send you the link. There's a link that has all like his website that's archived. Um, yes. And you can see all that. Cause I mean, he's been gone for probably about 10 years now. Damn. Oh man. Yeah. That's crazy. Ugh. Just, just shy. Just shy. I'm making the all black jungle. I know. I missed it by <laughs> that much. I don't know. Just add some GHI to it. You got it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I think that I'm pretty sure this person's in Australia, but I just started following them on Instagram. It's s.s underscore Morelia, uh, Sean uh-huh. Carroll. And holy crap, they got some black jungles. And I'm like, okay, yeah. that is my jam. Oh, yeah. It's just so dark. I love that. I need some of that in my life. <laughs> be patient. A few more years. <laughs> yeah, yeah, legit. Hell legit. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's that's where it's at. I'm just saying because people have bred for the selectively bred for the yellow. So they've got like there's, you know, back in the day, there was like a couple people who had really yellow jungles. But now there's like a decent amount of people who have got like really bright yellow jungles. And now the yeah. people are starting to work with like different lines of patterning and, you know, doing striped stuff and stuff like that. But I feel like the the black people are, have just kind of ignored. I feel like if anything, people have been trying to breed the black out of the jungles, like trying the to create more people. yellow. Black people. Did I just say that? Yeah. Oh yeah, my that's goodness. What you <laughs> just kind of glazed right over it too. He's like, you know, the yellow guys, the, the stripe guys, but the black people. Oh my God. <laughs> Good job. Well, <laughs> Oh boy. <laughs> Oh, that's that's great. We're having uh, a great time. Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm what I'm saying is No, I got you. I got yeah. you. People have been breeding for that yellow and, and trying to reduce the amount of black on the jungles to just really show off that yellow and and trying yeah. to get more of that black on there is is just like I think a, a couple people I've seen doing stuff like that and I'm like I'm closely watching. Yeah. No, I think I definitely think that would be pretty cool to see. To get to that all black carpet mm. Mm. i agree did you ever see the picture i don't remember if it ended up being photoshopped or a one-off animal that never survived but the black panther that was, was produced that was supposed to be a jungle no, no it was no, a no, jungle 
I don't think I saw mm. that. I remember seeing a really dark IJ, but I didn't, I didn't see the really black jungle. Yeah, mm. if you Google that, I'm sure that'll come up. Uh, there's somebody in the community that has that picture, and it's probably at least 15, if not maybe 20 years old now, that image. Oh, um, wow. Yeah, and nothing ever came of it. I, like I said, I think, I don't remember if it ended up being Photoshop or the animal didn't survive. There's just some kind of uh, shadiness about wow. it. Oh, Rob just found the picture. Oh, wow. That's dark. Oh, that's yeah. that's very impressive. Yeah. That's interesting. That's pretty cool. It's so Damn. impossibly black. That's an IMG boa. That's people. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, there was, a, there was another picture right next to that was an IMG boa. You're like, oh, that's the one. Yeah, no. That, wow. that jungle looks like a boa. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, that, okay. those ones are liking, IJs right there. Yeah, West I'm, I'm liking, I'm liking that that idea. Wow, those are interesting. That's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Like it looks that. like something it looks to strive like a, for. A cooler white lip python. <laughs> yeah, definitely a cooler white lip python. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't oh, want to draw man. blood, you know. I'm just saying. Yeah, of course, <laughs> of course. Oh my gosh, that's ridiculous. <laughs> oh man. So is there Actually, before I go down that road, uh, how do you feel? I, I have to ask because it's a carpet python buzz topic right now. How do you feel about the true hypo coastal carpet stuff? <laughs> um, how do I feel about it? Like, yeah, in like, what regard? I, so I know, like, there's there's some people who are like they they see it they're like okay this is cool but then there's some other people that are like well we've already got that with caramel like why do we want to do this and then some people are frustrated because some of the immediate pairings seem to be like hypo right into caramel and it was like well why would why are we doing that okay. like why not keep things divergent so for me there's actually probably the first uh podcast i did with mpr with eric i had mentioned you know that caramel something along the lines of like, we don't have hypo and we won't. So mm -hmm. I didn't, I just kind of wrote it off. Like, you know? Yeah. Um, and so I just used caramel as hypo, even though I wasn't a big fan of caramel and I knew they were separate. It was just kind of like, that's in Australia. Right. And so little did I know, put my foot in my <laughs> mouth because there was some in Europe or mm -hmm. what have you, a different strain, maybe. Um, I think hypo um, coastals are prettier than caramels, but mm. that's coming from someone who wasn't that impressed with caramel from the start. Don't get me mm. wrong. There's some cool combos with it, but yep. like when they started breeding caramel and albino and they wanted to call it a sun glow for me, I was always like, that's not a sun glow hypo and albino is a sun glow. Yeah. Mm. Uh, there's some cool caramels out there and caramel combos. But for me, uh, Hypos are, are definitely uh, prettier. And when you look at them side by side, you can see the difference. All right, cool. I dig it. I dig it. I'm, I'm pretty, <clears throat> I'm in a pretty similar mindset on the, on the project, but uh, I know it's a Morelia buzz topic um, right now, especially as like just more work is being done with, with the hypo gene and we're still really investigating what's possible with it. So I, I just, I just had to, had to, had to ask. I just had to, had ask. to ask. Um, do you have but, any? Uh, no, I I don't. I don't. No. I have I have a 
likely super caramel albino um female that's that's here that i'm raising up and uh and i love her i don't know if i would um i don't know if i would do anything with uh with the hypo gene if it popped up you know and i had the chance maybe maybe <laughs> maybe but okay. as i'm not i'm not out there like i need i need i'm not calling nick every five minutes to get to get a hypo <laughs> okay um so what I, what i was gonna ask i'll after put you on was, my list all right <laughs> okay there you go um what i was gonna ask though was is there a carpet project that uh that you're like man i i really want to add that into what i'm doing already probably more inland stuff and then mm. i have hypo bread lie i have stone wash bread lie but a, a hypo uh stone wash obviously would be sweet um yep. But actually, a true hypocoastal with albino and azanthic. So, uh, um, what do so they call that? Moongla. Yeah. Yeah. That is I one think that, that would be pretty cool. Uh-huh. And I had a snow project that uh, they were just ready to breed. And I had seen pictures. Uh, somebody posted a adult snow. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, that looks like the ugliest faded washed out albino ever <laughs> and i sold my adult double heads no i should oh. have just bred them raised up a female then yeah. bought a hypo male later yeah and continued on with the project but you don't know what you don't know and i was just uh, i was that disgusted with a snow as an adult you know when it's young yeah, it looks yeah, yeah. cool but an adult snow carpet python is not impressive if you ask me that's just my opinion but yeah. i was like oh i don't want to why why continue the project and i don't mm-hmm. do things for money at the mm-hmm. time the project was hot um could have at least got four to five g's per snow at that time mm-hmm. um but i was just like yeah nah i sold the adults oh, that yeah. pain, that's painful <laughs> living you learn yeah but that's true that is very true. true yeah i um the snow project has been a project that has eluded me for many, many years, years. many years. I, um, I have an azantic male and a big albino female. And the first year I tried to breed them, he was just, he was just too young. I was just kind of like anxious and was like, Oh, you know, it could probably breed. And I threw him in there and like nothing happened. Uh, the second year is when I moved up here. So she was moving in the right direction. Uh, and then I moved here had to move all of my stuff and she just turned off and and didn't go and i was like okay understandable and then this past season that male just wanted nothing to do with breeding anything at all period point blank and i was like okay i'm not meant for a white carpet python i guess (laughs) i can't even get to step one of producing hets and i'm like every year i'm losing out on this i'm three plus years that further from achieving the goal because i have to raise them up (laughs) so i was like you know what i think some double heads yeah i think i think it might be time to just buy a couple double heads or just straight up buy a snow (laughs) yeah how much are are snows right now I, I, I have not know what at, they were going going for the last time prices. I saw I them available. I think snows are still in that thirty-five to four range right now. Okay. okay. Yeah, that's that's pretty fair given that you know I mean double recessive combos are 
not common at all with the carpets really so right yeah hmm. there's only maybe, a couple that you could do it could happen <laughs> like, depends on just keep working on it those. yeah I'll, I'll, i'm gonna try it <laughs> i'm gonna try it again and hope hope to god i'm not disappointed <laughs> do you have a uh an albino male um do I have an albino? I have to think about that. Do I have an albino male? No, no I don't. You don't. No. Do, do you have, have a super male, male of anything? No. You got you got uh, zebra jag, right? I have a zebra jag male. Yeah, zebra. Well, also yeah, a zebra jag male, but no. Still no don't count. Super, no. The reason being is if you have a super or an mm. albino male, you can mm. back up your azanthic and you can still be breeding that female. And you'll yeah. indefinitely know who dad is. Yeah, that is that is true. I um yeah, no. I've I've been on this uh put all my eggs in one basket thing for this project. No, <laughs> and it's not treated me very well. It's a it's a it's a poor it's a poor move on my part. But in my defense, in my defense, it has not been my sole focus of my carpet python breeding to only produce the snow i've had way other uh important or or focal point based breedings um with with my carpet stuff so this was just kind of like i want to do it because i think a white carpet is cool um and that's that's pretty much been about it but every time it eludes me i get a little more depressed (laughs) sounds like you got a problem you're chasing them white lines huh Uh, you know (laughs) Recurring themes. Uh, he's a jazz musician. It's so. true. It's true. We do some <laughs> shitty things. Do you uh, do you breed based on timeline or what? What do you do? So I've usually done it based off, off timeline. I mean, the nice thing with New England is going through all four seasons. You know, a lot of times the every house I've been in kind of goes through a natural temperature change. And everything, and and it has worked really well at just getting females to cycle all around the same same period of time. Um, when it comes to the jungle and coastal and, and IJ stuff, sometimes the the breadline need a little bit more coaxing, getting them a little cooler. But um, right. usually, it's enough to to get things kind of going all in the same direction. So usually, um, by January ish. I've got females that are like jacked with follicles and are, and are breeding hard. And then by um, April, May, I'm getting eggs from stuff. Um, And that's how it's been for, I don't know, probably the better part of seven or so years for me. So, which I'm, I'm very grateful for because I, I I know there are certain other ways to, to get some stuff to happen, but I'm grateful that things have been able to stay pretty cyclical. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's good yeah all right yeah how about you is there is there a, a, a different method that you have because i know you're in california so uh don't say it like it's so bad jeez well no okay <laughs> I mean, it is california it is california I know. but I know. um but i mean you guys <laughs> you guys have um well i don't know exactly what part in california triple digit november um but you guys have uh very few major barometric pressure shifts or major temperature shifts for the most part, especially in Southern California. So um, how do you work on that? We have one season hot. Yes. (laughs) Uh, Yep. (laughs) um, 
what I normally do is I <clears throat> I follow the weather. So mm-hmm. as things start to cool down, I'll start to gradually slow my animals on how much I feed them, and I'll start mm-hmm. to cool them along with the temps. Um, you come across occasional curveballs, like uh, like I mentioned, the triple digit November days where you're just like, what the heck? <laughs> <laughs> um, but you just kind of go with it. Um, if yeah. my females or males look hungry, um, I'll usually feed them a small meal, sometimes a big meal if it's early, um, early enough in the year, like September, October time, but otherwise follow the weather. Mm-hmm. Um, and then what I learned and what I've been doing, I think the last, I think this year will mark uh, year number four is uh, grateful that actually Todd Dyer taught me, met up with him mm-hmm. and he taught me how to palpate. Uh, female yeah um and so you know if if you're in tune with your collection you can pretty much eyeball it you see just a little bit of a swell and you're like okay let me check now yeah um and then you palpate and when she's big and prime i'll throw the male in for literally one night he'll lock with her i'll pull him out and that's my breeding season now before it used to be all timeline pulling my hair out, stressing, not seeing locks, this, that, and the other, um, as like how most people breed, which Mm -hmm. it still works. It's just a lot more frustrating because you want them to breed when you want them to breed, when you introduce them, you know, when it rains, when it this, when it that. But um, I'm grateful that Todd uh, showed me that because uh, I, I don't think there's very many people in our generation of keeping that know how to palpate, you know, we have technology now, so you could use an ultrasound machine um, mm. and, and you get the same results. You're checking for, you know, when the female's in prime uh, development for her follicles, it's the same right. outcome, but um, that's kind of what I do now. I just introduce the male for one night and I pull them and that's it. It's pretty cool. That's nuts. That's yeah. nuts. And, to, and it's clearly working. <laughs> so like your production is is crushing so it's clearly where i don't i that's such a bizarre sounding concept i mean like not uh not being in tune either collection that doesn't sound bizarre but just only having one lock and then being like well that would have done. me dr- like it's pulling done. my hair out yeah we'd be like, be like i'm doing enough i'm not seeing those locks yeah i'm not seeing those locks <laughs> yeah. oh man it's uh Go ahead. Let's say it's it's weird because that's kind of how um, tarantula people do it. Um, mm. Is that you just pair them like once? You get one good like insertion is what they call it, one good lock with the tarantulas, mm-hmm. and then you do not pair them again because if you pair them multiple times, it can cause the female to push into a molt cycle because it like causes abrasions to her uh, epigastric fro where she's where her opening is, mm-hmm. and it can push her into a molt. And when they molt, they molt out all the sperm, so it will negate oh. your whole breeding. Oh, so shit. you can you <laughs> pair them up once, you see one good thing, and then that's it. You don't pair them up anymore. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry. All I out. can think of is like a plan B. Scenario. <laughs> 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 oh, shit. I used the no. wrong mail. Just throw them in again. Throw them in again. Uh, <laughs> well, uh, imagine if it worked like that. You're like, <laughs> we made a mistake last night. We got to do it again. We got to do it again. You got to do it again. <laughs> <laughs> it's not working. Keep doing it. <laughs> oh my goodness. 
Oh, my God. That's too much. Too much. Oh, no. Tarantula birth control. (laughs) Just keep pairing them, man. Just keep pairing them. It'll all work out in the end, dude. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Okay. On that note, we're going to take a a quick uh, 90-second ad break. So uh, hang tight. Steve, we'll be right back. Right back. Right back. We are super happy to announce our partnership with Oasis Exotic Enclosures. A new startup cage manufacturer based in California, Matt and Steph Conard have taken their time developing a wonderful quality product. The VS31 Enclosure is their flagship model. It's 31 inches by 20 inches by 20 inches. It's perfect for many smaller species of colubrid, boa, python, or even some nocturnal lizards. Made with industrial-grade polyethylene plastic via in-house rotational molding, these cages have the strongest bonds in plastic manufacturing. Each enclosure has molded-in inverted handles on the sides, making moving from one place to another easier than ever. Each cage also has bolt-threaded inserts to allow you to connect cages vertically or secure them to a wall, creating impregnable security for that ever-growing collection. Also, a wonderful addition, the option to receive wall mounting brackets for your enclosure. That's right, you can attach this cage to any wall in your house at any height you desire. This wonderful patent-pending adaptation provides you the ability to take that cage you have just placed on a table or on the floor up higher without wasting valuable floor space. This also allows you to no longer loom above your pet before entering the enclosure, which is often a high cause of stress. Matt and Steph have just begun their journey into cage manufacturing and have worked to put out a quality product at a comparable price to other companies in the industry. More innovations and designs are forthcoming, and we are excited to see Oasis Exotic Enclosures grow and develop. Please go check them out on Instagram, at Oasis Exotic Enclosures, and on the web at www.oasiscages.com. Boom! So as always, guys, you can check out the links to Oasis Exotic Enclosures here in the YouTube video description. And if you're just listening to the audio version, uh, it's in the notes notes. uh, for the show. So, um, okay. We can't let the episode go by without Rob asking some scrub questions. Scrub pythons. Why are they the best pythons ever? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I do happen to have one scrub getting another yeah. one i had cool. two and i lost my mail sucks mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. one of those Honestly, fluke things that happens happen. yep. yeah um but i i plan to one day have uh barnecks mm. and uh what are they cyclops um mm, like the mountain stuff that's what i call um, them yeah mm. um but I, I i like them i dig them yeah. Nothing wrong with them. I'm not against them. I just don't have very many. I know. <laughs> Dude, I think that one of the things that's weird is like I I like scrub pythons a lot, and like I talk really nice about them on the show, and I get a lot of people who message me, and they're like, "So I've been listening to you talk about scrub pythons, and I think I want one." And most of the time, I'm like, "You don't want. You just don't. You don't want one. You don't want one. Oh, like gosh. you think you want one, but you don't want one. Like the it takes a very um." nuanced approach to handling to work with scrub pythons like if you're just treating it like it's going to be oh it's just a carpet python or or oh it's just you know a little bit of a spicy reticulated python it's like no no they're not like that and you're just going to have a bad time 
they have some reach on them. Like when they yeah. when they want to move, <laughs> they, they they can move. And when they want to shit all over your cage's face and everything yeah. to make a mess of you, they could yeah. do that too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't talk about the bad things. <laughs> yeah. That's the kind of video that needs to get posted. Dude, I, I've, so you like scrub pythons. So you think you like scrub pythons. <laughs> I've, I've been slacking because I really want to do a, a – it's going to take me a while to record this video, but I really want to do a handling video on scrub pythons and just show how at different times of the day they handle differently and they have a lot of different body language that you can read and go through and – how I approach handling them and even just picking them up out of the enclosure because it varies depending on which scrub python it is that I've got, you know, from my little ones all the way up to my big ones and my stuff that's captive bred as opposed to my stuff that's wild caught and whether it's daytime or whether it's nighttime, it's completely different every time that I, I go in there. So for, yeah. for the people who would think that it's like, oh, I'll just, you know, what it's whatever. And I'm like, oh, you're going to have a bad time. <laughs> I, I, I feel like people, they, scrub pythons have a really bad reputation, and I think that it's mostly from people who are just like, I'm going to treat this like it's just another snake that I'm getting for my collection, and it's like, they are not just another snake you're going to get for your collection. And you know, If you're interested in them and you do a bunch of research, maybe you'll enjoy it, but it's, it's definitely not a, I don't know, it's just not like other snakes to me. It's not like most other snakes I keep, or, or I've worked with, rather. Eh, whatever. Really? They're not like corn snakes? Ah, <laughs> they're more me. like, no, you know what? They're more like berms. Oh, I hate you. <laughs> I thought you were going to say like Calabar burrowing pythons, and I was like, okay, oh. okay, okay. There's not one, one snake that is more different than a scrub than a Calabar burrowing python. I wasn't going to go that far to the left. <laughs> oh, my God. Scrubs are dope. Didn't you breed some last year or two years ago? I've I've been breeding them, but I haven't got any babies, so I I'm not I'm not a scrub breeder. It's okay. <laughs> I don't I don't really yet. care about all that that much. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I exactly. would like to produce some scrub pythons, um, but then if I do produce some scrub pythons, I already have a bunch of people who are like, "You so you're gonna sell me one, right?" And I'm like, "I don't want to sell any babies. Sorry." <laughs> <laughs> I got people. See, if you want one, I'll maybe hook you up with one, but. Maybe I, 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 hey, I'm just saying it's that first clutch is mine. I've been, big I've been fiending for that, that clutch of Barnax for like a while. And I've been slow growing my female, my female is six years old right now. And last year was the first time I tried to breed her. So she is five years old and she's only 10 feet long, 10 or, or she's probably around 10, 11 feet long. So she's not like a big Barnax. She's not a, a really big one. Like most people are breeding them when they're like 13, 14 feet long. But, um, I think that the age and the slow growing is more important than than you know people who grow them up quick because I know a lot more people who have been like, oh, I'm gonna breed these things. They grow them up to 13 foot and then they just keel over and die. And it's like, <laughs> I don't think their bodies are. I meant wonder to grow why. Like right? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Could who'd you imagine? Thought? Who'd have yeah. thought? I just think that they're more so, sensitive to that than other snakes. Do you think scrubs do better being fed more often smaller meals or less often ridiculously huge meals? Oh, I don't do either Morning. of those things. Do you know what I do? I do medium-sized meals really far spaced apart. And then what I do okay. is during the summertime or towards the end of the summer, I do every week. I'll do like quick, like a bunch of feedings oh. all back to back just for a short period. So like a month, 
I'll give them like a super heavy feeding schedule or a month and a half. They'll do a super heavy feeding schedule. And the whole rest of the year, I do super spaced out like once every two to three weeks, I'll give them something decent size, you know, put a good lump in them. Not crazy. Like I've seen some people who give them like, you know, a scrub that's a big around and they're giving it like a, a large rat. And I'm like, Oh no, I don't do that. I don't do that. <laughs> um, yeah. I, me you know, neither. I feed pretty conservatively, honestly, <laughs> uh, when it comes to the scrubs, okay. because I posted a picture in the scrub Python group um, a couple weeks ago of a scrub that I've had for a year. And I got it as like a little red baby and it's a year old now. And it's like only maybe, you know, three feet long, just shy of three feet long, probably even less than that. Yeah, it's small. It's it's like maybe as big around as a quarter. Mm-hmm. So it's not a very big snake. And a couple of people were like, Oh, so uh, so you're slow growing it, I guess. And I'm like, yeah, I want it to live to be 30 years old, please. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want it to die when it gets to be 12 feet long. <laughs> and, I uh, guess. I, yeah, but I've yeah. seen people who literally get like little babies and then in a year they're like six or seven feet long. And I'm like, oh, no, I don't think that thing's going to live very long. <laughs> and that's just my opinion. You know, I might be right. completely wrong, but I mean – I just think that naturally it's more it's more natural for them. These a lot of these island species, they've got this um, cyclical feeding where there'll be like bird migrations that come through and maybe land on the island for two months out of the year or something, you know, as they're going from one place to another. And so they've got that one time where they can eat like a ton. And then the rest of the year, they're kind of just like looking for whatever they can get that might fit into their their feeding size, you know, regimen. And on these islands, you know, they it's very because uh, some of the islands are big, but you got to figure it's still an island. So they don't have this like vast array of things that they can eat that would be especially for like bigger scrubs. They're probably not having a whole lot of things that they can eat throughout the year. They probably only have like a couple months where they're like really cramming themselves full of food. And the rest of the year, they're just kind of like reserving and, you know, maybe pick off something here and something there. But that's that's kind of how I look at it. It's just like kind of look at I'm trying to think about how they might do it in the wild, you know. Right. Um, I, I don't know. I've kind of treated the scrubs like my carpets in the sense that I don't fast grow them at all, but I do Mm -hmm. pretty large meals, but I space them out. Yeah. I I space them out really far apart. Mm -hmm. You know, in, in the winter, pretty much everything, even my babies, I'm not feeding unless it looks like it is looking for food or it mm-hmm. looks like it's losing a little more weight than I want it to lose. So mm-hmm. then I'll give it some food, but otherwise everything in the winter really I'm not feeding. And then in the summer um, I'm not, you know, cramming them with food to grow them fast. That's the way to do it. Yeah. But I do do large meals. Yeah. Uh, well, scrubs can definitely handle the large meals. Like I've seen some scrubs eat some ridiculous things before. <laughs> uh, their bodies can handle it. I just like for for the ones that I do, I just personally like to do like a, a medium sized meal. So not not something anything too crazy. But I, I think they can definitely handle it. I just don't do that personally with my stuff. You, you baby them. I do. I freak love the things. I'm just like, please, please don't die. I just love you so much. <laughs> My and first pair of bread lie back in 2010, um, mm. they were ready to eat, you know, like small to medium mice. And mm. I wasn't even ready to give them hoppers because I was dating them. <laughs> and somebody had to tell me. They're like, dude, treat it like the rest of your stuff. Like, feed it. Why are you babying mm. it? 
It was like, because they're bread lie. I don't want to kill them. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it was just, yeah. Now you're like, ah, I, I just it. overthought it. it. Yeah. yeah. Here's a rabbit. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Red another one of those ones where like you see pictures of them in the wild. They're like eating a wallaby. You're like, oh my god! Yeah, you're like, thing. you're like my yeah. sweet little bread line. What? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, oh, that's awesome! All right, so we're winding down our time. Um, I know Rob's got to get to work I do, in, in a couple minutes, but before we say our goodbyes, we ask all of our guests one final, important very important, question. so important. It's the most important question of the night. Um, and Who's that your is favorite YouTuber. No, what, I'm, just, no, I'm, just oh, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, uh, that is what in the realm of reptiles, be it something in your own collection or something that you've seen scrolling the interwebs, because that's what most of our lives have been reduced to with everything that's going on in the world. So what in the realm of reptiles has you excited about reptiles? <laughs> probably. Probably still going to be bull and i yeah there's uh yeah i I feel bad that i don't remember his name right now but that gentleman who just got uh bull and i eggs you know a few weeks ago i think he's in michigan i could be completely wrong oh yeah yeah. Um, hansner i think was his name you want to hear something funny he actually bought those as babies for birds yeah Yeah. really (laughs) yeah yeah wow (laughs) that's the secret you want to breed bull and i you got to buy him from nerd Oh, there you go. oh, don't there go you and go. say that. I'm going to get so much hate mail right now for that. Oh, <laughs> my God. <laughs> All right. Oh, man. Uh, Anyways, um, and so it's even if they don't hatch, I don't sound I don't mean to sound a like a Debbie step. Downer. It's a it's a huge step forward. And so I'm excited to see if those hatch. I'm excited for, you know, somebody else, because uh, if you know, remember the four minute mile. Like it wasn't possible or whatever, whatever the mm-hmm. ridiculous time was. And then that one guy shatters the record and then a bunch of people shatter it the same damn year because they know they could do it now. They can do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so um, I feel like this may be one of those things where everyone's like, it can't be done. It can't be done. Oh, that guy did it. And he's willing to share how he did it. Let's try yeah. that. And so I'm excited for that. And I really want Bull and I. Um, and it's still on my list. So I think that's one I'm probably most excited for. Sweet. I dig it. That's awesome, man. Hell yeah. All right. So if people want to find out more about you or follow the stuff that you're doing, where can they find you? Uh, best and easiest place is probably going to be Facebook. Number one, uh, Steven Katz, my picture, my profile pictures, uh, my jungle male Veloster. Uh, my mm-hmm. business page is SBK reptiles. And then after that would be Instagram, Twitter, and I'm not too active on YouTube anymore. I make videos. I just don't <laughs> upload the content. <laughs> uh, I, I, film, I film often, and I just don't upload the content. It's just I'm not good with technology. Uh, That's fair. You saw me at the beginning of this podcast, you know. <laughs> oh, um, man. Awesome. And so it's at SBK Reptiles on pretty much everything, Twitter, YouTube instagram facebook sweet hell yeah man i dig it dude dude this is fun i had a good time this is a great episode me too (laughs) thank you guys very much for having me yeah most hell yeah Yeah. man all right take care we'll talk to you soon dude you too thank you bye-bye yeah bye bye